that certainly didn't go to Gorquad on the left. Amble was so clever, so good. And Murphy is it. What a goal. What a blues. The young and the old together. The ground and there it is. Paulson, McGovern again. Oh, yes. This to give Carlton the lead. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. A disappointing result today, but we certainly didn't disgrace ourselves. Your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my man Harrison Hymans has... Give us your initial reaction after that performance. Well, another honourable loss, I guess, against you know the Premiership favourites. But I, I think we're past that. As in, I can't accept a result like that when we're three goals up in the third quarter and we end up losing by what four or five goals. As in, so I think the first emotion is disappointed. I'm very disappointed about the result, and it's more. We say this every week. It's like when we are faced with an onslaught like that, like that's expected, like in every game for every team. But it's the fact that we just concede. In like so quickly and just so like, you know, I think it was four goals in the final six minutes of the third quarter. We did the same thing against Hawthorne the week before. It happens every week. There's just not a lot of resistance, and that's what really gets to me. There's just you know nothing to stop the like stem the bleeding. Like you know, just hold the possession. Like you know, they they just can't do it. I don't know what it is, but it just happens every week. And now the stats been doing the rounds, and in David Teague's 21 games. We've conceded a five-goal swing in 14 of those. That's mm. two-thirds. As in, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. The players fail to adapt, I feel, as the match goes on and the team yes. gets on top. And I think I messaged you at halftime, or even quarter time, I think I messaged, saying just they don't adapt. I actually, I think I said the words, adapt in these situations. And they don't. It's, you know, even when the, the ball was clearly, you know, slippery and whatnot... Even, you know, even when the ball was you know, slippery in the first quarter, just know to go boundary side when exiting your forward 50. Mm. Just these little things. No, I totally agree. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they react to that game against Fremantle next week because I think after every loss, we've come out the following week and played really well. And I, I just want to say, I'm not saying we didn't play well today because if you take a step back, you know, you've come up against the Premiership favourites on their deck where they very rarely lose and we've taken it right up to them. But it's more the fact that if we're actually serious about ourselves and, you know, we think we can play finals, then you've got to win that game. Yep. You know, three goals up, Cripps drops a mark in the goal square to put us four yes. goals up. Oh, that killed That's me. the turning point. And I actually feel like it happens every week. There's yeah. always... From the senior point, we've had it with Casbolt, Murphy. This is Murphy. the thing. And, and the Blue Baggers last week, responding to our tweets, said to us that it's our leaders letting us down. And I felt it was the case again today. I think a combination of Doherty, Murphy and Cripps, those three, which are, you know, our most senior leaders, all letting us down. I just, it just really disappoints me. And it's, you know, it tells you something when our more impressive players today were actually all of our second tier players. I'm, yeah, and I'm sure... And of course, Liam Jones was tremendous. Yeah. He's, I, I he's thought, an exception. Yeah, I thought Jones was good. But I thought, and we'll, we'll speak about it more in depth when our guest comes on shortly, but I also just thought... Like, what are your thoughts on like, quick? What are your quick thoughts on Doherty at the moment? Do you want my honest opinion? Uh, oh, yeah. What's what's your honest opinion? I think his form. You know, ex- this is going to rattle some people when they're listening to this. Uh, you know, take away his 
captaincy title. Take away his, you know, 2016 BNF, 2017 Australian. His form over the last six games is droppable. Mm. It's, it is droppable. And he was in all-Australian form going into that game against St Kilda. Yep, he was. He, he was, just, just came off what I thought was his best ever game for Carlson against Essendon. And his form is... It's, it's really concerning, actually. And once again, I'm not about getting 25 kicks a game, but he's actually just not even damaging. Like, he's not organising. He's just, you know, he's a bit of a... He had the, 12, a of, he had the 12 touches today. He's just a bit of a mess at the moment, Doherty. He is. And, and, I th- and, I, and you know what it is? And it's teams making him defend a bit more. No, that's what it is. That's it's, exactly it's, what it's it is. Not, I don't think he's actually changed the way he's playing. I think he's been forced to change the way he's playing because they're coaching well against him. They're putting a forward on him. And as you said, they're making him defend. We're going to bring in our special guest because we can't talk more about the game without his incredible opinion. Now, you'd know his voice very well. He's a massive figure in the Carlton community, especially on Twitter. He's one of the three heads of the famous Carlton show, which you've all listened to. It's the great man, Baz. Paul Babaza, Paul, it's an absolute honour to have you on the Blues Footy Podcast. Uh, g'day, uh, Jed and Harrow. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you, Baz. Um, I guess, you know, your first emotions after the siren, after that game? Bit flat, bit flat, to be honest with you. I, uh, you know, when, what was it, half-time, we were looking okay. I thought it was really, really good up to half-time. Then I think we extended the lead in the third, and then, you know, I'm sure you boys will talk about it at some stage, but once again, there's the 14th time under Teague, we've uh, conceded five, six, seven goals, you know, in a row, and uh, it's just not good enough. Um, something's not right in that area. I don't know exactly what, but um, no, nah, just a little bit flat. To be honest with you, um, you know, when when you put yourself in a winning position and then what would have ended up losing by close to four goals, it's it's a bit disappointing. You know, I know we didn't have the side we would have liked tonight, and I'm sure again you'll identify we were a tall tall forward short, uh, so to speak. But you know, that's the way it goes, and yeah, a bit disappointed, boys. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt. And I think just before we got you on air, we we're just speaking about the whole, I guess you know, out the leaders at Carlton. Being, you know, your Murphys and your Doherty's and Crips, and we'll just speak. We'll just touch on Sam Doherty and his form over the last five weeks. And you know, and, and I was saying, you know, his form almost, you know, is that of someone who would maybe be omitted if his name wasn't Sam Doherty. As in, as harsh as that may sound, um, you know, what do you put Doherty's form down to over the last, you know, month and a half or so? Well, it's it's an interesting one. I think his first two or three games back this year after a two year break were, were awesome. Oh, one hundred percent. I think he was getting you know, a lot of the ball, but then again, you, you know, you're probably you're catching sides on the hop a little bit early where they weren't putting any time into him. Then, you know, of course they watch tapes, they know what he's like. He's an all Australian, isn't he? So yeah, he is in that position. So uh, it's, it's, I, it's I, a real tough one. When, when he has to defend, when he has to defend and defend hard, he has deficiencies. Yep, and, and that's exactly. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat things here. It's as simple as that. I mean, he has deficiencies in the one on ones and that sort of stuff. And look, we, we try to frame up every single week. Yeah. Um, you know, seven seven man defence. We try to frame up, but you know, something probably has to change in that area. I guess um, whether he, I don't know, comes up on a wing or in the middle, or uh, whether we go back to six on six down back, and uh, I'm not exactly sure what, but. I, like, I guess the short answer is that opposition sides are putting a lot more time into him. 
Yeah, certainly. It is. Certainly. Baz, I want to ask you your opinion on our leaders in general, because last week after our loss, the overall reaction from the Blue Baggers community was that our leaders aren't giving us enough. And personally, I felt that was the case again today. I think the combination of Cripps, Murphy and Doherty, they let us down in the big moments. I think that they didn't have enough of an impact on the game. Do you feel that that was the case as well? Uh, yeah, well, certainly Doherty. You know, what's he had about twelve touches? He went about fifty something percent. So he hasn't he hasn't found the pill at all. Cripper, you know, commentators are saying that he's carrying something. We know you know, he copped it in the shoulder there, but he's just not the Cripper that was. You know, he's had a bad patch. There's no doubt about that. Last week, you know, he had twenty seven, but it wasn't a classical twenty seven possession game like Cripper last week. Today he's got about nineteen, but he continually makes these. I don't know, coach-killing errors. They, that, that's exactly what they are, coach-killers. You know, some of them, some of them are. And, you know, there was one, I think Murph and Cripper were involved late in the game and the, I don't know if the game was just about over. It was in the last quarter and I think we won a free kick but Murph decided to take the advantage. Yes, 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 yes. I'm glad this was brought up. And I just, like... I just, mate, I, I'm not, look, I haven't got much hair left, but I, I was pulling plenty of hair out today. And, and these are the sorts of moments that I guess you want your leaders to stand up. And that should have been a shot on goal. Yet we've, we've turned it over in the middle of the ground where you don't want to be doing that. Went down the other end and I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, they did kick a goal. Yeah, I think it was bloody uh, Dom, what's his name? Sheed. Dom Sheed, who ended up having 26 for the day and killed mm. us. So, mm. uh, look, you know... Leaders. I mean, I'm not going to single out just those three. No. You know, I, I think we've got a leadership team that includes, I think, Wiedering and Jones, who have been okay. They've you know, been fantastic this year. But Yeah, certainly. Uh, but then you've got blokes like Jack Nunes. He's played 170 games of AFL football. You've got Eddie Betts, who's played 300 and something. You've got uh, Levi Casbolt, who's been around for 10 years. Uh, who have I missed? Uh, must have missed someone there. But uh, I think there was another one there that I, I wanted to mention in terms of leadership and, and just in how many games they've played, but Ed Kerno. You know, these are the who was it? Ed Kerno. <clears throat> so yeah. there you go. Ed Kerno's at it. You know, Ed Kerno. I mean, what was his role today? Who was he going with? Um, so I actually thought Kerno played a really good first half. He took Shuey completely. They all did. They all did, Jed. Yeah. I, first, I've written down here at half time. Uncompromising, tough footy, yeah. tackling, willingness to work hard for each other was just fantastic, similar to the Cats' half and really they, down at uh, Geelong. So yeah. that was our best half. It was fantastic. That to me, That's final sort of quality type football. Oh, the certainly. pressure that was applied. But, you know, when, when Ed's a, purely a lockdown tagger, what's he at, 14 for the day, and he went at 50-something percent himself, if he's not getting it and bringing other people into the game, or if he's just trying to shut... Who did shut down? I don't think he shut so, anyone down today. I don't, think, he, I don't I, think there was anyone specifically. I don't think there was I a think hard tag. Yeah, well, he was on Shuey. I felt Windows like he was on Shuey. Sheets at 26. Kelly's at 22. Gaff's at 20. Yeah, they got plenty of it. Redden's at 17. Nelson and Shuey, they've all had 16, 17 positions. So I can't really say that well, maybe he was running with Shuey. Oh, he was in the first small. half. He was in the was first okay? half. And, and, yeah. But then he would have had to go to someone else in the second half. And uh, Ed's, look, don't get me wrong. Ed, Ed has been a fantastic warrior for our football club. But, you know, moving forward next year and beyond, I guess we have to find a midfield that 
has got creators, yep. burst players, blokes who accumulate. Oh, people hate, you know, talking about accumulation. Well, I'm not talking about accumulation, the easy accumulation, but I'm talking accumulation at, at stopping for clearances, working hard both ways. When you, I just mentioned those four or five blokes. They've all got a bit of class about them. And unfortunately, at the moment, we lack a bit of class in that area. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, and, I certainly agree. And we've spoken about it for the last fortnight or so, about this one-dimensional of sorts midfield. And I think we saw... I actually think we saw Matt Kennedy at another dimension with his overhead up, marking today. Up to half-time. But up to half-time, he was one of our best. He was. But then what happened to him in the last and it's this, And it's the same thing we saw last week. So, you know, we had complete midfield ascendancy at one... Well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say complete midfield ascendancy today, but, you know, I think we were definitely, you know, if we weren't, you know, Eve going even with him in the middle, we were on top. And it's just, yeah. you know, we saw with yeah, Hawthorne. No, I, I, I agree with you, uh, Harrow. I mean, like, look, obviously they had the ascendancy in the rack. They were winning clearances. They were dangerous at stoppages, obviously because of uh, Nick Nat. But, gee, I thought, I thought they kicked the con in the second second quarter. They actually kept us in the game and, and, and put us in front, uh, not by, by kicking a goal or anything, but I just thought his ruck work and, you know, that was when Pitnett, Pitnett had, what, 30 minutes off the ground and we played our best footy. Yeah, without him on the ground, uh, uh, went just when we changed things up, and the forward line was dangerous because they were crumbing goals. I mean, Fisher's ended up with three or four. And uh, what do you think about inside fifties today, boys? You know, forty-four inside fifties we've had. Forty-four inside fifties. That's pretty good. Well, I yeah. want I want to talk three about. Marks. I want. Marks. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, so, and, and, but we've actually said this since that Port Adelaide game. There hasn't been a great presence ahead of the footy since that game. See, yeah, I want to talk about our inside 50s and our deliveries going forward because that's something that I've noticed has really dropped off. I think our inside 50s, instead of specifically going for a target, they're just bombing it long and it's cost... Well, well, how stupid was that today when you've virtually got our only tall down there for most of the day was Levi, pretty much one out. Um, because the Connie had to go in the ruck, and and then who was the other tall? Cripper, mm, was it? Mm, at times, mm, certainly. But, you know what have we had? We've had seven goals over. We've had fifteen shots at goal from forty-four inside fifties. That's one in three. You know, you might say, "Well, yeah," you know, but look at them: thirty-five inside fifties. They took nine marks, and they've had uh, how many shots at goal? Have they? They've had seventeen shots from thirty-five inside fifties. That's one in two. Well, yeah, that's that's the difference. That's the difference because they're they're delivering inside fifty. In a very very uh, oh, very simplistic way, is that virtually the ball game? We just we're a tall man up forward short. I cer- I certainly think it is, but I also think it's the fact that our delivery inside fifty just isn't good enough. They're bombing it. I think Kerno yeah, bombed it. Yeah, I think I think the bombing you'd say in the first half. If if you can get a contest up there and bring it to ground, yeah. that probably probably got us about that. That probably was our first five goals, wasn't it? Just yeah. from crumbing. Because uh, I so I guess the the theory is there. Yep, we know we're outnumbered down there, boys. But you've got to compete. Bring it down to ground. Hopefully, Eddie works on his craft. Or Fisher was fantastic. Yeah, you know you got other blokes like Gibbons and a few others. You know, but those two I mentioned there, they're, they're down at the moment. Eddie and Gibbons, mate, one hundred percent. No, they well, and I also think you know. I think if you look at Casbolt's stats today, 
with seven disposals, no goals, and four marks. Because I actually thought Casbolt was playing a really good game up until halftime because of that whole concept of literally just crashing the pack. Because, you know, Barras played well, Rodham, Nelson, they were all down there. Even, like, Shepard, Duggan, they were chipping so many balls off. And the fact that Casbolt just literally body in the way, get it to ground, and just give us an opportunity once it hit the deck, which is what was why Casbolt was just so important early. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. But what happens after half time? You know, yeah. you're playing against a good side on their home dung. They're going to get to work a little bit. Um, we've kicked the first goal like we did. Uh, we kicked the first goal to move out to 19 points. Yep. Uh, in the in the second quarter against Hawthorne, we kicked the first goal yeah, to move right. out to four goals or so. But then, it, what is it? at that stage? It was six goals to three. It's ended yep. up eleven to seven. Yeah. So that from that point onwards, it's eight. Goals to one. I know they just can't stop these onslaughts quick enough. They just can't settle and, and that steady. Comes back to what I think it was you, Jed, who mentioned about Doherty, Cripps, yeah. Murphy. But I think it's across the board that that side no, it is. there has enough experience in games played. Look, they don't have experience in terms of a lot of cohesion. That a lot of them have played a lot of football together. But you'd have to say there's enough there to somehow stem the tide. Now, within a quarter, we just don't find a way to stem the tide. You know you know what it is? I don't it's, have the answers, by the way. It's it's panic footy. Well, if our leaders don't have the answers, how's an idiot like me going to have an answer? Yeah. Well, it's, it's panic footy because when we're in that position where there's an onslaught going the other way and we get our hands on the ball, we get sucked into trying to move it so quickly where, in my opinion, we should just stem the flow and actually just hold on to the ball for a little bit and control oh, the footy. That's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. If and I think it comes... How, well, what did West Coast do at parts of the game? I'm, it might have been the last... Was it the last? Well, they just kept our hands off the screen. ball. They, they just started uh, playing playing a bit of uh, keepings off. Well, that's exactly and then, right. Uh, and then I think they might have got a shot on goal out of all that, but, yeah, they sort of... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the other thing I thought, you know, we were fantastic in tackling. I mean, we ended up with yeah. 77 tackles mm. in a shortened form of the game. That's probably... I don't reckon we've ever had 77 tackles in the, in the normal uh, yeah. normal uh, existence of, of, of quarters. So in shortened quarters, we've had 70, 77 tackles, 18 of them inside 50. But in the end, because we went so hard, that probably took its toll towards the end. I mean, you could see them tiring. I mean, they were three three v one in the last seven or eight minutes down for down in our forward line. Yeah, they were just picking us off. It was just yeah. it became a little bit. Uh, well, I wouldn't say predictable. Oh, but, I, I you know, would say West it was. Coast is a side that they they know what's going on. You know, you've got a good coach. They've won a grand final. They've been playing in finals. Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep that pressure up. For four quarters, as much, as good as it was, you know, seventy-seven tackles, eighteen inside fifty looks fantastic on paper, but in the end, it probably t- it definitely took its toll. Certainly, Baz. We like to rate Teague on the show every week, and if you've got a rating out of ten, we'd love to hear it for Teague today, and maybe something that he did well and something he could have improved on. <sighs> well, I mean, you know, it was sort of half-half, wasn't it? Up to half time, he was a genius, and then after half time, his boys let him down. Again, in the same. So, if I'm if I'm quoting you 14 times out of 21 games that he's been coach, we've conceded five goals in a match or more, and it's happened now 14 times apparently. How do you rate that performance? 
look, because of some of the cattle we've had out today, out, I'm probably going to rate him a, uh, you know, and they're, they're good opposition, so probably a, what, a six and a half, seven, something like that. I, that, that? I was going to give him a seven, yeah, I was, a and, seven. I, and I'm yeah. a pretty generous, and I'm pretty generous, so yeah. I think you're probably yeah, spot somewhere on there. in that vicinity, I mean, oh, how much is it the coach? How much is it the players? Yeah, that, that's the thing you've got to decide. I guess. See, my question to you, Baz, is yeah. going forward, what do we do to stop the onslaught? Is that on the coach or is that on the players out there to just have the awareness to control the ball? Look, there's a, I mean, there's a whole host of things you can do. I mean, in that period, you've got to look at those periods in isolation. So and I, don't, I can't remember all of them, but I mean, if, it, if it's a breakdown of system and structure on the ground, well then, yeah, you've got you've got personality issues on the ground. Yeah. Um, if it's a case of not being able to actually get your hands on the ball, then we're lacking a little bit of midfield grunt and a bit of midfield class, I guess. Yeah, definitely um, the class. So, I, I mean, when when you, when you, I mean, Jed, you said that we have to probably chip it around. Have we had the pill in our hands? In the time of that onslaught, I mean, what? Who, who knows what it's been? It might it's, have been forty possessions to ten in, in that onslaught. I don't know. I, I don't have any stats. So, what do we do going forward, mate? It's happened fourteen times under his coaching. So, it's, it's a difficult one for me because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, an absolute bust at the game. And and yeah, it's 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 a difficult one, Jed, to answer because, you know, immediately you would look at your leaders. Is that too simple? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure, mate. It's a, it's a real difficult one going forward. To be honest with you, it's something that Teague and his coaches just have to come up with plans and and, and oh, they'll be pulling the hair out. They, looking they, at again another onslaught. They would be. Oh, I, look, look, to be honest yeah. with you, last week against Hawthorne, if you want to be, if you want to take it in isolation, I felt last week was a lot. A lot of it was turnover. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I'm talking about when I say when we're when we're conceding goals very quickly, when we're in that onslaught and we get our hands on the footy, we get yep. sucked into just bombing it long and just trying to move the ball too quickly. Oh, whereas, yeah, yeah, okay. If, they, if, they, if you think that their goals are coming from turnover and rebound... Well, they are, then, in my then, opinion. Well, then, okay, well, if that's that might be the case. And they go through in, the in guts. That, in that case, we're not sitting up behind the ball... You know, for and compensating for that turnover. But I exactly. The first half. If you looked at the first half in isolation today, I felt I, I didn't feel like West Coast were ever going to score. Yeah. Oh, I, like I, their rebound, like we went in. I think our first eight entries, we coughed it up inside our forward fifty. But then when you look at they they rebounded, but then we rebounded straight away because we're set up behind the ball so well. Now, when they get the ball, perhaps. Not so much from their defensive fifty. If they're getting the ball on the wing or in the middle, then you know I guess it's a little bit easier to score against on turnover. So then you're really relying on your back six to do the job, and not so much blokes setting up behind the ball. So yeah, uh, there's a bit to digest there. I mean, I'm not sure if I've come up with an answer there or. or just gave you a nice old pineapple. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think the fact that the frequency of these turnarounds has happened, you know, so often under Teague. I think you know the the lead. I think the leaders obviously are you know some sort of contribution, but there has to be a systematic issue here. I, I don't probably, know. Probably, probably, yeah, and, and I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I 
how do you get away from that? I mean, it has to be structure and system. You can't. And and I actually think Teague, I actually think he coached okay today. Because I actually think, you know, in terms of matchups, I actually think he put us in a pretty good position to win the game. And we were in a good position to win the game. I thought... I thought the back line actually defended pretty manfully today. I thought he got the he, he got the mix yeah, of smalls and they mediums. Did, you know? They did. They did. But again, when they're scoring one in every two entries, of course. I, I guess but, we were asking for our midfielders to, to defend a little bit harder. Exactly. Is that a problem? You no, know, it is. And we've spoken about this for the last three weeks, just being the fact that, you know, opposition teams just transition just so centrally and it's uncontested. Yeah. And it actually just gives yeah. you defence negative opportunity really and I think yeah, that is, fair, I think it's it's no, it's not call. even the frequency of inside 50s because you said it's a one and two it's just the way they're coming in just you know yeah they're coming just, in too easily and they're ex- straight down the guts they are you're just exposing yeah. your defense to and, and there's so much space as well have you you know when we score it's usually it's a bit of a scrap inside 50 and we kind of grind out a goal opposition mm. teams it's like they walk they're, it in they're dancing in space as in that's yep. the issue I find but I think in terms of Teague on the whiteboard, I actually think he put us in a pretty good position to win the game. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a fair comment. I mean, the only the only negative uh, I've got is the pure fact that, um, you know, what I've stated, you know, the 14 times, you know, five, six, seven goals. And, but, but like I said, I mean, that might be not so much on the coach. It's It could be the, the players themselves. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure he talks about this, and he did say he was going to address it, Oh, I think, sorry, I think Kane Little said he was going, yeah. uh, that Teague had already addressed it during the week. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. you know, I think what we see, they know. Oh, for sure. Talk about it. I mean, what, whatever we talk about on the, whatever you're talking about on the show, I'm sure they are aware of it. And, and it would you know, keep him do. up at night. It, it would. As in, he would know this is happening every single week. Because even against, you know, North Melbourne, where we won, you know, yeah, we nearly true. bottled Absolutely. the lead. Absolutely. And I reckon that's probably. Where, where did the rot sort of start, so to speak? It probably sort of started around about, well, was it late in the Port Adelaide game? Then we started off well against North. Yep. Then they pegged us back, became an arm wrestle. Well, I thought we were pretty ordinary that day against yeah, North, we were. just quietly. Started off like world beaters against Hawthorne. They had the final three quarters pretty much on their terms. Then we've had an absolute fantastic first half. And a very, very, very disappointing second half today. Yeah. But look, you know, Fisher's had his first game. You couldn't ask any more out of him. No. Four goals is unbelievable. Tom DeConning, first game in about two years. Um, had an arduous job well, up against Nick Knapp. Well, I was going to ask you, Baz, I want to put the microscope on two players, one being yeah. Tom DeConning. What did you think of his performance today? And once we've discussed him, I want to talk about the debutante, Matty Cottrell. Tom DeConning's, um, you know, impact in the second quarter went a long way, f- you know, as to why we were in front, to mm. be honest with you, at half I time. Agree. So I thought he competed well in the ruck. I thought he got his hands on a few. He's got a fairly good vertical leap. Yeah, he had probably had a couple of nearly moments as well. Um, I, I really thought he really um, showed something. I mean, like, gee. Oh, that's, I agree. That's all, that's, all, that's all you're after, isn't it? I mean, you, you can't ask too much of a bloke, what is he, six foot eight or something rather, and you can't ask a hell of a lot because he's been out of the game for you know quite some time. Good op- quality opposition today, quality Ruckman today, and he gets 
he probably thought most of his game was going to be played up forward today and, and just pinch hit in the ruck, or Levi was going to pinch hit. You know, maybe all three were going to pinch hit just quietly. Yeah. But, you know, when Pitnick goes off for more than half an hour, it throws the, the team out completely. But I thought that was our best part of our game. I completely, <laughs> completely agree. And I, and I think if you take a step back and you look at Tom DeConing in isolation, his third game of AFL, he hasn't played in over two years, Coming up against the informed Ruckman in the competition, I actually thought he matched Natanui in that oh, no second doubt, quarter. No doubt. Mate, you have the contest uh, with Nick Nat, and you actually get the points. Mm. I, I'm a massive rap for DeConning's game today. What, what DeConning yeah, did, so what he did that the other two, you know, Pittenet and maybe half a Casbolt, they, he, what Pittenet, um, what DeConning did so well is he got front position at yep. those ball ups and, you know, he boundary out, he around the him. ground. He out muscled him. That's all you have to do, because yeah. if you give Natanui a free run and a hit out, He's going to do what he wants with it, really. He's a magician. Absolutely. If he's got Absolutely. a free run Absolutely. at it. You just have to get your body in the way. And I kept screaming at the TV to Pittenet, like, put your elbow in his ribs. Just something. Yeah, see, I like, thought... Just get into him. Yeah, I thought Pittenet, fair call. Fair call. I thought Pittenet's first quarter was really good. I think he matched him. And then DeConing came out and matched him, if not beat him in that second quarter. But in the second yeah, half... Uh, yeah, I definitely liked DeConing in the second quarter. Pittenet, first quarter. Thought Nick Nat... I think he had about 11 hit-outs... I think five or six to advantage. So look, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. You, you, I heard, I think I heard T during the week say he had to nullify his influence. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, up to half time, it was going along okay, but unfortunately, the classy players just worked harder than us in the second half, and maybe that's that's maybe that's. Oh look, County probably our best player at half time. Yep. What was his second half like, boys? I think he ended up with about thirteen. I think he had about. I'm not sure I what think he had nine to at half time. time. But, well, sorry, what do you have to half time? I think it was nine at half time. See, yeah. this is this is my issue. This is my issue. When our opposition get on top, we yeah. don't get our hands on the ball. We saw it last week. Will Setterfield had one disposal after quarter time. Jack Nunes, he had one disposal after quarter time today. In the second half, Matt Kennedy struggled to get his hands on the ball. I thought Setterfield only got, I think, five touches in the second half. Oh, no, Setterfield, I, I was... Mate, I was calling for his name at three-quarter time. I'll give you the tip. I'll tell you exactly what he was on at three-quarter time. He was on <laughs> nine at three-quarter time. He's come prepared. He's actually, he's actually come home okay in the last quarter and had to show something because he, he probably got to put it on him. But he had six in the last quarter. But now, look, boy, I'm a rap for him. Three-quarter time is non-existent. I'm, I'm a rap for Setterfield. I am. Yeah, I think he's... We all are. We all are, boys. But, I mean, you know, tough decisions have to be made. And I don't think he's in a rich vein of form. I don't think Gibbons is in a rich vein of form. No. I think Eddie's been really low. Doherty's been low. So, how many can we carry? Well, that's the question. That's the you question. Know, how many Martin, can we, we carry? We Martin, but obviously we didn't have Martin in the second half. Yeah. With the calf. That's got to take its toll. You know, he's, he's one of those that gets things going in the midfield. So... Uh, you know, how many... For me, I've always said this side here, now that we're, you know, it's a developing side, it's an improving side, you know, all this sort of stuff, we need a pretty good contribution for most of our players, the whole 22, for us to get a result. Certainly. Baz, we rate our top three players every week on the show, and we'd love you to yeah. kick us off. Do you have a top three from today, and do you have a rating yeah, out of 10? I do. Uh, what is it, out of 10? Yeah, out of 10 for your top three. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm, I'm going to give three players a seven each and, and one you're probably going to raise an eyebrow with. But I I thought Walsh over four quarters was one of our best. He just kept whacking away mm. and, you know, he's given away size and 
and, and everything strength and oh, I thought he whacked away really well today. I, I thought he, I gave him a seven. I thought Fisher's four goals, you know, first game back. Put us into a good position, unfortunately, you know, probably didn't a lot more, but geez, when I mean, he kicked four goals, I gave him a seven. And this is the one that I thought you might, might, might actually, it probably will raise some eyebrows out there. I actually thought Murph over, you know, I, I thought Murph was a contributor. So, I mean, I know that there's, there's some factors there that you might look at and say, well, he wasn't so good here and he keeps missing tackles and, that one I mentioned before, but yeah. I thought he, I thought he whacked away too. I, thought I gave him a seven as well, but um, they're probably the three that I thought that stood out to me. You don't give any more than that, do you? Just yeah, just the three. I, I, I think Murphy had a pretty good first quarter, but I just think I don't know it's hard. You know, he he did struggle a bit. I don't know. It was a t- I thought for, it's a tough one with Murphy for mine because he, issue... he actually divides a lot of opinion across the Carlton you know community. I think Murphy oh, absolutely he does. absolutely. I mean, don't worry. You're talking to a bloke here that's probably called for his head. Uh, 10 times in the last three years, Um, you know, but, you know, that's just raw honesty. But I felt today he... uh, I I always felt he was kind of in the fray, but I understand he's not a great tackler and they brushed him away a few times and I understand he perhaps made a mistake or two, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know who else was, you know... Yeah, so no, it's it's quarter performer to be honest. It's fair. So I've taken a bit of a different path with my best three. So I've I've got Zach Fisher in my top three. I think if you know if you would have said to us at the start of the game he'd come in, play forward, pocket kick four goals, you'd say thank you very much. So there's not much I'm more. Typically we would have won by about six. Yeah, well that's a, <laughs> you're right. You know for <laughs> Zach Fisher to kick four of seven, I think it was crazy. Yeah, four of seven, mate. Four of seven. And then I actually thought. I actually thought Petrovsky Seaton played a pretty good game today. I think he's he, pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I thought, I like, he would have been kind of fourth, but yeah. again, again, you know, what happened there? Yeah, what happened well, there? exactly. He's ended up costing us a couple with you know. Well, the early decision was putrid. Putrid, putrid by the umpire. That but was just a, you know, I'm not really an umpire. Butcher, as, and no, I don't like saying too much about umpires. But as disgusting weird. as that decision was, you know, if he abuses that umpire. Worse. He did, don't give away a fifty, which you know who takes gave it. Fifty away. I don't even know who gave it. I, th- I think it was Petrescu said in front umpire abuse. Ah, uh, right. There you go. So that's even that's a double whammy. Double so, whammy, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you say he's his hand on the boundary. What was he? Forty out. Oh, he's like out? fifty out. Or where the where well, the fifty meets yeah, the boundary. There you go. That's gifting them a goal. Exactly. So, and then, of course, the other one where he's a little bit too slow to get rid of it, and, um, yeah. and he got caught in the goal square. So I, I thought yeah, it was stiff. Yeah, though. I, I actually thought. To the naked eye, I thought he was pretty good. Well, who was he on? Who was he on? Uh, who was he playing on for most of the time? I thought the back six for us were rotating around. I think the combination of Petrovsky, Seed, and Williamson, and even Cottrell were going on Ryan, Cripps, and probably who? Who was the third one? Probably. Um. I'm just trying to think as well. I've, got, I've gone blank, but I thought they actually no, actually well, they thought they limited West Coast. You mentioned, did they? I mean, right, right. I didn't. Cameron, one. did he kick a goal? Jeremy See, Cameron. This, not, what's this his is, name? This um, is my, Jared Cameron. Yeah, Jared. Cam- my big rap for the day, and we haven't touched on him yet, was Maddie Cottrell because he absolutely shut down Liam Ryan, and you wouldn't have seen him today. Well, well if, if that's if that's what his job was, well, I didn't know. Liam Ryan was playing, to yeah, be honest. And, and you're right. I think they chopped and changed a lot. I think Simo had a bit of a go at him as well. I thought Simpson times, was brilliant. But, uh, yeah. oh, I think you're right. I think Simo you're right. was I think, awesome. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So I had uh, Simpson in my top three, along with Fisher, yeah, along with Petrescu Seedon. It was much better today, Simo. You? 
Yeah, I, I actually thought it was his best game of the year. So what are so your I, what are your ratings for those three bowls? Oh, I actually, I don't know. I gave them eight, but yeah, and I actually had Williamson in the mix as well. I thought he played pretty. I, I just thought those small medium defenders actually just did you so know my, all they really could have. Uh, my thing oh, with yeah, Williamson yeah, today, I think you're right. I thought Williamson for the first time this year actually started showing us what he's capable of moving the ball forward. I think he was bursting yeah. through yeah, packs. Yeah, that's, that's a great call. He was bursting through yeah, packs, using that left peg, and he was in my top three. So I, I had Williamson. I had Liam Jones. I thought Liam Jones was actually our best player I on the ground. I thought he was best on ground up until halftime, Jones. Yeah. I actually tweeted. Yeah. I tweeted yeah, three votes, one disposal. fantastic, yeah. He, he, he was actually... It wouldn't have, I think he had one... I, I, Text a few blokes at half time and said, "Geez, Jones, he's one percent is a fantastic." Awesome. I up and he had one touch. Yes, I, I did the same <laughs> thing. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. those one, those little one percenters. I thought whether it be a tackle, whether it was a spoil, whether it was a just a knock on or whatever it was. I thought they were really important touches. But yeah, I, I could sort of see where you're coming from there too with Jones. The other he, day. he just dominates the airwaves. That mm. bloke. As in, I said it last week and I reiterate it, he should have no license to kick in this team. <laughs> I think he did one dodgy one coming through the middle and oh, it's yeah, just like... Middle, and it, luckily it came off. I yeah, think. I th- yeah. Could have just as easily not but come off though. His, oh, could have gone the other way, yeah. He, his marking is phenomenal, Jones. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone take so many like contested chest marks? Yeah. It's- yeah when he gets a, no, no, I haven't. I mean, when he gets a run at it, he's, he's pretty good. Look, there was one, I think one from memory he should have probably... Uh, when he had to put his arms up and mark it above his head, I think he dropped one on the yeah, head goal. It was, Perhaps he it, should he, have punched, I'm not sure. It was in the third he quarter. He left his player out the back. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, well Darling, Darling's kicked two. Uh, Kennedy's kicked two from limited chances, both of them. Um, so who were responsible for them? Probably Plowman was, was on Darling yep. for a lot of the time. Kennedy, well, it was Weedering, wasn't it? And Weedering on Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if someone had, you know, Darling two... Kennedy two. I think it's it about standard. It goes a long way to winning the game for them because, uh, you know, again in the shortened version, uh, you know, would have lost by twenty two points. You know, in the longer version, you probably lose by a little bit more, just quietly. Mm, but yeah. um, that's 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 yeah. I mean, what, what did you reckon, Jed? Who is in your best? Yes, I had Williamson. I had Liam Jones, and I was sort of a bit conflicted as to who I to who to have as the third best. It had to be Simo though for mine because I just thought. He was so, so good with ball in hand today, and he got us out of trouble on so many different occasions, and I mean, if you look at his game in isolation, I thought that he was, yeah, just brilliant, and I did want to give a special mention. He wasn't in our top three, but yeah, as a first gamer, I don't think you could have asked for much more than what Matty Cottrell provided today. When when oh, someone man, comes in... Um, yeah, I, I liked his game. I like what I see. What did you, you always think I thought... Um... I'm not sure if he got his hands on the ball a lot, but he probably had about seven or eight, nine touches or so. And yeah, I, I thought he had some good moments, mate. He, he certainly goes hard at it. See, my, my um, thing and, is, and like you said, if he, if he was responsible for Liam Ryan, uh, which I, you know, I, I got a little bit too heated in the match to be looking at too many matchups. But if that's the case, yeah, well, I, I didn't notice Liam Ryan at all. Yeah. So my my three things when I look at a first game, I always look for three things, and that is. Are they comfortable at the, at the level? He looked comfortable. So, yes. He looked comfortable. Do they have the confidence? I thought he had the confidence. And footy smarts. And if you look at Matty Cottrell's game today, he wasn't playing in a role where he was going to get much of the ball, but he actually put himself into a position where he could get cheap footy. And I, I thought those three things, he ticked the boxes. 
and I'm a massive rap for his debut because I actually thought I, I thought oh, Josh Honey probably you'd should take have that any time, wouldn't you? Oh, certainly, yeah. I thought Honey should have gained more touches than what Simo did in his first game. Yep, well, exactly. I was, I was say, even if you compare it to last year when we debuted, um, Schumacher against West Coast, yep. you know, similar type of environment as such. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, Cottrell, yeah you're right. Yeah, Cottrell yeah, just looked competent at the level. Yeah, he did, and, and that's oh, what I, I look I at. Couldn't disagree with you there. Couldn't disagree with you. So yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I will say, going into the match, I not I don't have anything against the guy. I just didn't think he should have been named, but he proved me wrong. So I thought he was, yeah. And and you know what? He'll get it. He'll get a couple of games now. He'll string a couple games together. And that and the, the main thing was just the confidence. You know, it makes a world of difference when someone comes in and actually has confidence to play at the level. And I, I thought he did today. Nadog is rated uh, Walsh's game. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. I thought Walsh. See. But I want you to tell me what you told me before the show about that draft oh, class. Yeah, well, I was I was just saying to Jed beforehand. Um, you know, when Sam Walsh, you know, has a you know a dubious month, the whole AFL, you know, media industry is just you know everyone's quick to redraft the draft. But I think the last three or four weeks, you know, Bailey That's Smith, Connor Rosie, I, I just think you know Sam Walsh just f- almost flies under the radar in footy circles just because he, 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 he put so much expectation on himself. No, Baz, you're right. He was brilliant today. Today He had the 20 touches, four tackles, five marks. I thought he was... It was probably our most complete four-quarter effort if you're yeah, looking across he, the board. He grinded well. At, yeah, I generally... I mean, when I used to do the Carlton show, and I was always looking at those sort of four-quarter performances. We used to wait a little bit different. We do like the best and fairest at Carlton. Like we give them fours, threes, twos, ones. You can give every player a vote if you wanted yeah. to, which made it easy sometimes. Yeah. No, that's fair as well. That's fair as well. I mean, we the way we do it, we rate every single player out of 10, and then we put together our our leaderboard at the end. And, I mean, at the moment, you've got Wietering miles ahead of Ed, of Ed Kerno, and then... Bold, I think it's Cripper and Martin tied in third. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. I'll be very interested to see um, who wins the best and fairest this year. How the how highly they rate Weedering's sort of game. Who, who mean, do you, you think's know. currently leading it? Oh, for me, it would be. I've looked at quite a few different um, Carlton sort of shows and podcasts that, that, that talk about Carlton, and to me, I mean, it's it's a standout. I mean, Weedering's almost in. He's almost in uh, all Australian yep. contention. You know, well, he would have to be in the best four, three or four. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I think right now he is one hundred percent in the rolling all Australian team. Right now, he's got to be. He's got to be in the forty or whatever. Oh no, he'll 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 be in the forty. But it's just a matter of finding a balance between Harris Andrews, Darcy and, Moore, and, and all yeah, those guys. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's very true. But, no, no. Oh, look, I'd probably say. Weedering would be uh, leading the best and fairest, but again, I, I know. You know I never, I never had Plowman finishing third last year. We had him finishing eleventh on our show, so we got that one horribly wrong. Yeah. Well, someone got it horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Baz, we also, we also like to uh, name three players who we think need to uh, improve. It's a bit of a nudge for the following week, and yeah, do you have three yeah. today who you could say need to improve next week if they're going to keep their spot in the team? Yeah, again, probably a little bit of a surprise here. Or I think one absolutely stands out to me. I think uh, Michael Gibbons has yep. been three weeks in a row now. He just, you know, he just hasn't cut the mustard, uh, mm. so to speak. And and he does. He is a player that moves up the ground. So people who think he's just a little forward pocket, that's incorrect. He actually moves up the ground quite a fair bit. 
maybe does a lot of work that people don't see off the ball or whatever. But for me, he's, he's certainly down on form. He can't find the pill. Ooh, this one is going to probably raise a few eyebrows, but I think he bets. You know, the one point today, I know he did he dish a couple off. Couple oh, it's off, it's a fair call. He's not kicking goals, is he, Baz? He's not kicking goals, no. mate. He's not kicking goals. And, and to me, this is a bit of a concern. Uh, so I'd say Eddie needs to really pull out a digit. Gibbons, and who was the other one? I could toss the other one up between probably. At three-quarter time, I would have put Setterfield in there 100%. 100% I would have put him. Now it's probably a toss-up between, I don't know, Doherty and Yoon. So, mm. I don't know. Look, Doc, Doc's the captain. I, I know this year seems to be a bit of a strange year for everyone and a bit of a hit and giggle out there on, on the footy field. But when I see my captain talking to his opponent yes. at three-quarter time and having a little bit of a, a cheeky, I don't know what they were saying, and, I, and I'm just, you know, maybe it's a little bit mischievous for me. But No, I, I noticed it as well. Having yeah. a little hit and giggle. Uh, and the game's in the balance, you're 11 points down, and you're busting to win a game against one of the top sides, I'm not sure I want to see my captain have a little bit of a, you know, a little, little bit of a chat about something that they found was amusing. So anyway, that's, again, I'm a little bit old school. I, I don't want to make any controversy or nothing for you, but oh, no. uh, that's the way I look at things sometimes, and I'm probably 100% wrong. No, no, no. I'm, I'm in the <laughs> no, same boat I, as you. I, I agree. I think it was. I think you were pretty spot on there, Baz. But what is your bottom three um, from today's performance? I'll be quick. As in, obviously, I'm not going to count Martin just because he barely played the game. But for me, Gibbons 100% in the bottom three. And I actually think we've, you know, when David Cunningham's available, Gibbons might be the one sweating. As good as his first five, six weeks are, I think we've touched on it. You've got to, you know, you can't afford to have these, you know, three, four weeks. Yeah, spells. you can't afford to carry no. players. No. no, certainly not. And I think, you know, I think he might be the one. Especially the... if you're not getting results. No, exactly. Um, and no, I just, I just think, you know, and I think he's lucky in a sense that Silvani's not going to be available for the rest of the year because I think Gibbons would be in serious trouble. But mm. you know, that's going to, ha- you know, once again, Gibbons has played 30, 31 games in his career, so we're going to, you know. I guess oh, ant- yeah. anticipate. You, know, you, know, you ask the question, we, we just, you know, we, you, you've got to be honest, I guess. So. No, one hundred percent. So I think I've got Gibbons in there. I've definitely got Doherty in there, and I've got Betts as well. I think they were the three. Um, and it is just because you know Betts was okay. He actually looked a bit lively coming up, playing as a bit of a high half forward early that. on. I'll agree with that, and and he did look lively. Absolutely, but it's just not happening for him. No, exactly. It's output, and there's just not enough output coming from bets at the moment. I think that's the issue. So my bottom three for the day, I also had Eddie in there, unfortunately, and I've just got to take, I've got to take away the name value here. We all know Eddie, and we all know what he's capable of, but if you're looking at it in isolation, today's game, Eddie was in there. I also had Doherty, and I've got a bit of a surprise third one. May raise some eyebrows, but I thought Jack Nunes. I, I didn't know what his yeah, role no, was I think today. I was tossing up between Nunes and Doherty and Setterfield, absolutely. No, mm. no, that, but, hey, he's another one. 170 games of footy. We. Mm. Uh, I, I just don't know we, what his we role gave was a today. From St Kilda, otherwise, I don't think anyone else maybe would have. And he, he's probably got to lift a cog as well. Mm, certainly, I think he's probably a week away from his spot really coming under the microscope. Because, I mean, we didn't see him play in that regular position today that he's been playing all year, which is off the half-back and on the wing. He actually played on the high half-forward today, I thought, for most of the game. And I just and, I, and they probably moved him there because he's been kicking goals. And they thought, well, if you move him forward... Yeah, he's hit the scoreboard today with one. Uh, he only kicked the one today, didn't 
uh, did he kick did he one? Kick one today? I think he hit the post, Nunes. Yeah, he hit the post oh, late okay. in the last quarter. But I mean, I mean, still, it. it oh, look. last week he kicked two against Hawthorne, didn't he? Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. No, I just, yeah, I just feel with Nunes, I, I wasn't it's... sure what his role was today. Well, ne- well, neither did I. I mean, and that's probably been the knock every week. You know, if you're not down the club, how would you know what he's supposed to be doing? Uh, I actually thought he ran with Dumont against North Melbourne, and, and Dumont had about 22 touches for the game and actually got them back into the game. So, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know about Jack Nunes, but, um, you know, I, I don't want to, certainly don't want to make him a whipping boy, but have we got better options? I don't know. Lockie O'Brien, so, could he play that role? I'm, I don't know. See, well, I was going to ask you next, if you're the coach, what changes are you making for next week, Baz? <sighs> Mate, we need... Um, we would need who we got free own free own free own yeah yeah we need <laughs> probably Harry and Gov in the side if they're both available what happens what do we what do we it's, do boys? it's a what great question I I think if they're both available I I think I I actually think it is De Koning that does go out and it's stiff because he played well but so it's, that's it's stiff. So it that's, is. It that's is. Really, it is. Really stiff. It's I mean, so if ruthless. That, if that is, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. If that's the case, well, it might be Mark Pitternett. I don't know what he's done to his hand, but uh, yeah. you know, could we ruck to Coning, help help out with Levi? Uh, then you got Gov and Harry. You know what? Have to take out. I, I'd uh, do Gibbons. that. Yeah. Yeah. Martin, I've just thought. Martin yeah. Won't play. I, I don't mind the call at all. I just think, you know, Pitonet's played since round... This is the longest stint he's had at the level. Give him the a level. week off. Just give him a bit. Yeah, just manage well, him a bit. We've got a short... Is it a short break between... I, I, I think it's a seven-day break. Or is it a six-day oh, break? It's a five... It, we go from Sunday to Friday. Are we playing Friday? We're playing against Gold Coast on a Friday. No, no, no we've got Freo next. I'm saying after Freo. Oh, after Freo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. Freo we do. Well, you know, if his hand... He was off the ground for half an hour. No, we're playing Saturday night. Six-day break. Or thumb, whatever it was, but... Look, I'd be certainly looking at, at Gov and Harry. I mean, you know, then then if they want to continue this bombing, well, at least they can take a grab. I think structuring up those those two make us look make our forward line look a hell of a lot sure. better. Then I guess you probably have to bring in a small, don't you? Is that you is that honey? Do, is that honey? Just go Martin, Martin and Gibbons out. Harry and Gov in. What's Cunningham's available availability looking like? Do we have any? Word or idea? Yeah, no, he's a chance. He's a chance. They said he was only going to be a week, so he would be a chance. Yes, that's that's true. Yeah. So you might have. uh, Oh, gee. So we we, we're not sure whether we're dropping Pinnanet or or Tom DeConnie. It's it's a a great conversation to have because I do like those left field moves. See, for mine, and once again, it'll probably you know upset a few people. I'd give Eddie a spell. I feel like he needs a week off just to regroup. He's going to be playing a lot of footy in the second half of the year. I'd give him a week just to just to sort of manage I, him. I, I, I was going to say, I think if the word managed is next to his name on the team sheet, not many people would blink. You know, because I think that's an, I think it's an expectation. Okay, what, what are we? We're four and six now. Looking at this this way, are we almost in that? We're out of finals contention. Yeah, we're not going to play finals. Because if, if you beat if you beat Fremantle this ago, week. I mean, You've got to win what? You've got to win probably five, five out of your last seven. Well, you know, going into Fremantle and Gold Coast, if you if you beat Freo and Gold Coast, you probably put your hand up to, you know, keep you, your hopes back alive. Gold Coast? Well, I, I, to be honest, be tough. they're they're very similar to us. Yeah, they're eerily they are. similar. I I personally think everything rides on this game against Freo, and and just come to think of it, I know I just said, Freo, you know, Freo, you take. Well, that's a th- I know. I know. I just said you take Eddie out, but 
They won't do it because if you're playing Freo this week, you need your best 22 playing. You need. I also think we're going to have because if you take him out, you're probably looking at Cunningham. Yeah. Then you're looking at another debutant in Honey, or you're looking at a debutant in Owies, and then you know Owies, Honey, Betts. But then you know Eddie has he kicked a goal in the last three weeks? Ed? No, I reckon maybe one in the last three. Yeah. He, he didn't kick one against Jeez. Hawthorne. That's getting that's getting pretty nasty for him. Yeah, it's it getting is. pretty nasty. It's um, David Teague won't be liking that. Uh, I know he'll defend him till the cows come home, but uh, that's getting a bit nasty for him. I think. I also think as well. At some point, we're going to have to we're going to have a very congested fixture because we've gotten off pretty scots free at the moment. Oh, know? we will. That's what I'm saying. So I think, do, I, do you start right. resting players now so no, that they can be prepared? I think I think they're going to probably they're probably going to pull um Darcy and Lobb, Sean Darcy and Rory Lobb. Yeah. Okay. Would you be happy if we went up against them with, say, Tom DeConin and Levi? I'd, I'd, I'd be all yeah, for it. No, I'd embrace it. Wouldn't be overly upset if that was the case. No, I mean, I mean, you look at the way DeConin came up against the inform ruck in the comp today. I'd be more than happy taking him in against Darcy. Or awesome. an interesting conversation because then, then you bring in H and you bring in Gov. Also, on the flip then side, you'd have, to, you'd have to leave Pittenhead out. Yep, and Martin, who might be tiring a little bit. Martin's out. We think Gibbons is on the skids. Um, and then well, you this is a good dis- this is a good issue yeah. to have. We've also got, we've also got to know as well that Fremantle are missing Hamling, Pierce, and Logue. So if you can get some big boys over two hundred centimeters coming out of the goal square. You know, to oh, play on Brennan and Harry have to play. Simple yeah, I agree. But also, it's like Fremantle. They just got to play. Fremantle are very undersized. Like their second defender is probably like a Luke Ryan or someone like that. Well, my uh, question is, can you go into the game with Gurry? Uh, sorry, with, with Harry Gov, DeConing, Pittenet, and Casbold? No, or is that no, just no, 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 not all five. No, I look, I wouldn't have thought so. But then have a look at Brisbane during the week. They, they went in with six over 198 centimeters. Did you know that? That's yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that to be honest. That's... Six players over 198. Well, you're right because they brought in um, Eagles and they didn't take out at all. Uh, sorry, that was against. Uh, was that Richmond? That against Richmond. Sorry, sorry, Harrow. Yeah, it yeah. was against Richmond, which you know had they kicked straight, they would have possibly been in that game. But they took in six over 198 that day. Well, if you add Jones and, from our end as well, no. then what yeah. was that? If you if you add in Jones. For, for us, uh, we're yeah, also well, going to do Jones that. Jones is, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and Weedery, I don't know what he's, he's probably more 195 or something. But, yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that again, oh, boy, Twitter will blow up if we go in with uh, what you've just said. They yeah. will blow up. They, <laughs> they hate us having three up forward. But today, if we had three up forward, we make their blokes accountable. So I think in the end, it looked good early on. All our crummers were getting goals, or particularly Fisher and a couple others, creating a few headaches. But then after half time, mate, they set up beautifully, and we couldn't take a grab and we couldn't kick one off the carpet. So I think, when did we kick after half time? Two I goals. I don't think it was two yeah, goals. Two Fisher, goals. Fisher kicked the first Jeez. of the third, and Setterfield kicked the first of the fourth. Gee whiz. Mm. Well, as you said, after Fisher kicked that goal, they went eight goals to one. It's a lot, isn't it? Mm. It's a lot. It's scary. Yeah, so I'm not overly disappointed because of the structure of our side going in. And we all expected it, mate. Mate, all I heard was it's piss and rain. Am I allowed to say that on this show? Yeah, Uh, pouring pouring rain, pouring rain all day. And they hardly got any rain. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah. And, you know, I actually thought we did well considering. Yeah. No, no. Agree. Agree. Like, well, up to half time, I sort of thought, wow, we're supposed to have all this rain and we're doing well without it. I was kind of, in a way, hoping that the rain would come in the second half. Mm. Um, but it did Same. It and, would have been amazing you know, you at halftime. They're waiting for, for weather to change for you. But, uh, no, they're just too good. Too good, the West Coast. And hats off to them. Um, you know, they'll be hard side to beat come whenever this grand final is going to be. November, December, January next year or something rather. Certainly. Well, Baz, we really appreciate you taking the time out to come on the yeah, show. Cool, mate. Yeah. And look, we hope to get you on in the future if you're up for it. We really. Yeah, you've got to get us for a win, mate. Well, yeah, I, we need you that, on after uh, a win. Rick Flair, mate. I was, I was, Half time, I was practicing the Ric Flair. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. Baz, thank you so much for coming thank on the show. Thank you very much, Jed. Thanks, Harry, for having me. Cheers, and, Baz. Uh, you know, good show, and, and hopefully the people, you know, hope you get plenty of listening. Listening. Hopefully the Blues going to win next week against Rio. Certainly, Hopefully. and we will definitely be in touch, Baz. Thanks for coming on. Good stuff, boys. Paul Babaza there, the great man. He's got a great footy opinion. He's knowledgeable. He's passionate. Passionate. He's a blue bagger, and that's really all you can ask for. And if the stars align and the Carlton show does come back... We'll all be better off for it. So hopefully that does happen in the future and we can get Baz back on the airways. Let's get straight into the Twitter questions now, coming in hot and fast. The first one from Tom Olo. He says, do we have an issue with meters gained? Top five players for meters gained were all from West Coast. Murphy had 23 disposals, but only 212 meters gained versus Tim Kelly, 544 gained from 22. Is it game style or lack of penetration? Yeah, I think it is a bit of... Oh, no, it's not game style, because our game style kind of suits that run and gun. But I just think it's the plays it's decision that decision-making? I just think it's the plays that we've got in terms of metres gained, because they're not, you know, run and carry type of, you know, Isaac Smith, Tom Scully, still side-bottom type mm. of players. Next one, Tim W. Again, when the going got tough, the leadership didn't get going. Now finals are not a realistic possibility. Is now the time to phase in more of the younger guys and manage some of the older players? I think that's what we were just yeah, talking about for the we were, majority of the show. I, I, I still think you know winning's the best remedy, and I still mm. think you know if we if we if we can come out of this year seven and ten, eight or nine. We're going to be doing it with, you know, Betts, Murphy, these guys, rather than, you know, Dow and, you know, some of those, you know, O'Briens or, you know, whoever you want to play. I still think, you know, winning should be the number one priority. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, One's coming from William Girardin. I hope I pronounced that right, William. Uh, Hey, boys, love the podcast. Sending through a question for this week. Given Marchbank's promising return in the twos, if he comes back to the seniors in the next couple of weeks, do you think a permanent move for Doherty into the midfield would work? We need yeah. some we need some class and grunt in the middle, especially with some winnable games ahead. SPS is the other option as that silly midfielder, but perhaps Doc's leadership and smarts could be the change in composure that he needs and the team needs. I'm I'll put it this way, I think it's definitely worth having a look at given Doherty's form at the moment. That's fair. For sure. Fair. And, and I guess Marchbank being available is just another option. Mickey C says, Why when Martin was off early and the ball was in our forward 50, was Betts also on the bench? Uh, probably, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It's probably, probably the way just, the rotations yeah. fell. Yeah, exactly. Ewan Morden says, When was the last game we drew even, let alone had the rub of the green? How good did Cripps look forward? If Cunningham is back, who do you swap home for? It's noons for me. Can we afford honourable losses? What's the club's strategy going forward? Looks like finals are out. I'm going to quickly yep. go one by one. 
When was the last game we drew even, let alone had the run of the green, the rub of the green? I don't think... We, we don't really talk much about umpiring. No, because, there were a couple of odd decisions. Yeah, but, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you... We consider goals at such a rapid pace. Well, look, at the end of the day, if you're good enough to win the game, you're, you're good enough without the umpiring. And I think in terms of Cripps, I think Cripps looks great forward, but, you know, Cripps can't kick a set shot and he missed another one today after a beautiful one-handed pluck mm. and he dropped that one at the top of the golf square. He does look good, but he just probably doesn't deliver as much, you know, as he should be up forward, which is annoying. That is fair. Aaron S, he's... Oh, just the rest of that question. Um, Cunningham is back. Who do you swap him for? He well, said it it's Nunes. Or Gibbons might get lucky with Martin going out, but... It's probably Martin. That's yeah, probably it, it should is. be Martin. Tough loss, but could see that one coming. Lack of rotations through the midfield eventually got to us. This is from Aaron S, by the way. Yep. He says, Kennedy and Fisher went missing in the second half. Honey for Martin, Dow for Kennedy, question mark. I think um, that's stiff no, dropping no, Kennedy. They're not going to drop Kennedy off that, and they're certainly not going to bring in Dow for Kennedy. Um, I don't think Dow's competent enough to play you know, on the ball for such an extended amount of time. But um, it, yeah, they, they just have to, they have to sort out over the off-season, pace through the middle. Mm, mm. Certainly, certainly. When next one's coming through from Bretto Combo, he says definitely need need more from Gibbons. Think he is at risk yeah. of going out for Dow. Murph getting plenty of the ball, but just not damaging enough when he does get it and use it. Yeah, I agree with both statements. I, Gibbons has been the disappointing one over the last month after mm. such a bright start to the year. Mm. No, I definitely agree with that. So I think there's a there's a theme here. There's yeah, a theme we, again with these questions, yeah. which is great. Sean Cox says, Kennedy and Setterfield have been two of Carlton's biggest improvers this season, and if they improve their disposal efficiency, they will become B-plus or A-grade AFL mids over the next couple of years. And you know what? Oh, I think it's... It's fair. It, the stars are definitely aligning for Setterfield. Um, and Mer- and uh, Kennedy as well, because Kennedy and Mark Alvey put the yes. question up on last week's show. He can't play when it's not wet. Yeah, I know. I was thinking and he did about today. that. I was he he about actually that. did today. He was yeah, able his, to. His overhead marking was also just fantastic. Yeah, and I think Matt Kennedy is really starting to show what he's capable of. Yeah. And he'll definitely get a contract, even if it's just yeah. a one-year no, no, extension. He'll, he'll, he'll be there next year. John M says, what's our plan to deal with stopping momentum changes in games? Do we have Inev? Uh Every time teams get on a run, we just go to water. I think we discussed this. Just we, hold on to the ball a little hard, bit more. Yeah, it's hard to know if there is. It just happens. S- stay so composed, often. Yeah, really. Dan says, what do we need to do or learn that should not have already been that is going to change this ongoing pattern of huge momentum swings? We can't say that we're going to learn from it and it keeps happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, similar question. I think the same answer probably applies. Hank Lunenberg says, just cannot sustain the pressure, giving up too many leads. And that's fair. That's fair. And I think it's it, we can't sustain the pressure, but that probably another preseason under their belts, they'll be able to do it for longer, especially some of these younger players. But it's a fair call, Hank. For sure. Jordan Wilkes says, "Is Aussie rules the only sport in the world that is ever that is over officiated by incompetent umpires? No sport in the world would do umpires would have umpires having such an influence over a game." Too many rule changes and interpretations. Hashtag whistle away. Well, I definitely think in terms of comparing us to other sports, we're definitely the sport where, which is hardest to officiate because it is a 360-degree game mm. where contact comes from all ends and there's just so many more rules in other games. But um, as in it happens, you know, you even seen, you know, a game like soccer, how, you know, one refereeing decision can impact, you know, when, scoring, when scoring so scarce, it can just impact the entire course of a game. So mm. it, it, it's part of sport. Mm. Uh, 
there's a couple people coming in here talking about the umpiring, and I mean, we're not going to go through everyone, but no. once again, we don't like to uh, talk about umpiring much. I don't like talking much. about umpiring on an overall basis. I don't mind pinpointing several incidents, like several, yeah. like, you know, you know, free kicks. Yep, specifics. Specifics, but, you know, the umpiring in general. Uh, my, yeah. my thing is, at the end of the day, if you lose the game, it's not because of the umpiring. It's because you weren't good enough. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my yeah, philosophy. No, we weren't the better team. Uh, John Fleming says, when are we going to go after a gun midfield? Forget draft picks now. And I think we all agree, yeah, John. Yeah, 100%. Whether, think... it's, whether it's Wines, who you've been red yeah. hot about, Bolt, or whether it's well Zach as well Williams. against the Tigers in yeah. a big game, Wines. Ollie, OW16, as you, as you keep yeah, saying. Because he'll be taking Darcy Lang 16, yeah. so he'll keep his 16 tag at Carlton. Yeah, look, if we can get Ollie Wines, it'll be an absolute scene. Brenton yeah. Patterson says, are we too predictable with how we want to score once the corridor is shut it seems that we cannot get through the opposition zone then once it is turned over opposition can run through the middle with ease that's couldn't have said it better myself that's a brilliant brilliant uh, I feel like I wrote that tweet yeah lovely Brenton we agree Justin Cooper says how do we manage the balance of tours in our best side Charlie McGovern and Mackay the obvious missing today not sure this three-pronged tall attack works. Well, it's a good discussion. I, 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 I've never been a massive fan of it, but it is our point of difference being, you know, having that. So they're going to stick with it. Um, but now, you know, with DeConing coming into the picture, as we spoke about with Baz, it, it, adds, an, it adds a very interesting layer. Now, Blue Baggers, don't think we're ignoring you. We are seeing all your questions, but there are a lot coming through about the same topic. So if I haven't answered yours, it's probably because we've already covered it. But, yeah, one a lot, a lot coming through about Murphy... Uh, not sticking tackles and a lot coming through about you know Tim's trading says how do we stop the opposition kicking so many goals in a row again this week Eagles kick seven of the last eight becoming a real issue yeah well no no doubt right the next one is coming in from Clerk Cant he says how do we stop the 30 point turnarounds is it a psychological thing so that's I actually think it's a it is but that's another angle there has to be a systematic issue there Certainly. Uh, Shooter McGavin, we love Shooter. He says, not a fan of hating on umpires, but today's inconsistencies were just a bit too much. What yeah. will it take for the AFL to see the change they made to holding the ball has damaged the game, and will they go back on their word? Uh, I'm ac- yeah, I'm actually shocked. Or they, they, they know they're under pressure in that regard. But yeah. It's crazy. Was, was, it, was Clarko the turning point? Well, he made the comments... And then they were amended, you know, within days. So mm. There's a lot coming through here about the umpiring, yeah. a lot. So don't think we're ignoring you. We just can't bring every single one up on the same topic. Luke McLaughlin says, Can we keep persisting with SPS? Makes a lot of fumbles under pressure. Also, surely we have to go hard for two big body midfield in this year's trade table. Well, when the going got tough, we crumbled against big bodies. That's that's a fair shout. But do we want big? I, I see. I'd rather pace rather than big body. Exactly, because our midfield right now, in my opinion, is too one dimensional. It's too slow. Yeah, no, we we, we need some genuine. We know, need a Zach Williams in there. Yeah, and I, I I'm not going to say we're going to get someone of this, you know, esh, you know, echelon, but. You know, a Josh Kelly type of midfielder is the type of just run and gun, you know, handball chain, you know, meters gained as we've spoken about type of midfielder. But I thought Petreski said him played well today, to be honest. I thought he defended pretty well. I agree. He took some really big marks. What did he go out? You know, what was he, his he went, at, he went at 86. Yeah, so, so he, had, he, had a, he had a good yeah. game, SPS. Henry Ross Stubbs, it's as if he's heard us uh, recording with this question. He says, does DeConning play Ruck instead of Pitonet given yeah, give him a rest with the hand with Harry and McGovern coming into the side? I, I mean, think it, it, he does. A, no, I never wouldn't have thought about this until we had that chat, and I'm, it's going to be very interesting team selection. It certainly will. Blue Baggers, thank you so much once again for sending the questions in. Bolt, 
Should we leave it at our changes for next week? What would you do if you're Teague? It depends on the availability of McGovern and McKay. Um, let's let's say McGovern, McKay, and Cunningham are all available. Yep. Um, do, you, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'd go so Cunningham tough. straight in for Jack Martin. Yep. And same. then and then I'd be going McKay and McGovern in for Pitonet. And just, I mean, assuming Pitonet's not going to get up with the hand. And mm, this is where it gets tough. And I, it has to be Gibbons. And it's so stiff that it has to... I don't know if there's anyone else. Yeah. Um, Nunes, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. I'd go Nunes out before Gibbons out. No, you're right. It's got to be Nunes, actually. Kind of the same. It depends how they go about the ruck situation. Cause I'm not sure if they're going to be bold enough to play De Koning and Casbold in the ruck. Mm-hmm. Well, mate, well, can they go in? Well, they can't go in with Pitonet, Deconi, Casbolt, oh, Mackay, and McGovern. No, no, they can't. They cannot play so, all so, five. So someone needs one of those. So it's probably going to be Deconi, as stiff it as it is. probably will be. As stiff as it is. Yeah, I think I think that would be the likeliest mm. outcome. I'm not saying I agree with it. I just think that would be the likeliest outcome. It's It'll be interesting. Before we let you go, we have to talk about Carlton Respect because it's an amazing initiative taken by the club. You would have seen the Orange Sox. Head over to the Carlton shop online to get your hands on a Carlton t-shirt that says Carlton Respects or a pair of socks because it's an unbelievable cause and we're right behind it. So blue baggers, respecting women and respecting everyone in the game, get behind Carlton Respects doing wonderful things at the Carlton Footy Club. They do it well, Carlton. They do it well. They do it better than anyone else. I mean, I yeah. can't. I haven't seen another club literally come out wearing orange socks to support a cause like that. I, I and think the, it's, the Carlton Respect t-shirts are really cool as well if you want yeah, to go buy them. No, maybe we'll do a giveaway. Maybe we'll do a giveaway on next week's show. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Blue Baggers, thank you so much for tuning into this week's edition of the Blues Footy Podcast. Make sure next week to send in your tweets on Twitter or message us on Facebook or Instagram if you want a question to be answered. We're always happy to do that at the end of our show. And once again, for the next seven days, even though we lost, go Blues. Blues. Against the famous old dark blue.